1: All right, we are here, and we are ready to talk furiously about market Basketball. Furiously? We're not Furious. mad. We're not mad, though. I can't, like, I can't, I, I can't meant, be
2: mad if you want me to be
0: mad. I can just, like, rile myself up.
1: I meant furiously, like, vigorously there instead of, like, angry. Um, We can
0: do both
1: if you want. Can we be both? Wow, why is there four basketball games tonight? Sorry, that's, that's it's wild. awful. In Ken Palm, and
2: as D1 I do scheduling a
1: podcast, and it there are four games, and it's Ooh, Minnesota Iowa. Love it. Love to watch some big Luca Garza go to work.
0: I would blame it on like finals week stuff, but there's like a ton of other really good games later on this week. So I don't know what's up with this day specifically.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe everyone's finals are on Monday. Um, also, shout out to – so I pulled up to see what the four games were. Shout out to Alcorn State literally playing a school called Rust tonight. Hell yeah. You love that. You love to see that. Gotta, it's, it's, it's they just like, come, it's come like right Al- out of the
0: steel mill to play a game of basketball.
1: Honestly, it just sounds like one of those jokes where you say, like, the Chicago Bears are undefeated against the bye – it's like it's like Alcorn State just playing some rust tonight. Nice. Anyway, uh, welcome back, uh, Marquette. Twenty third in Ken Palm now. Shout that's, out! Uh, shout out! Statistics. Nice.
0: Shout out the algorithm.
1: That was a uh, that was a lot lower uh, um, before Kansas State. Not a ton lower, I guess, but it was thirty. We're uh, we're
2: we're basically where I expected us to be at this point in the year um this yeah. yeah i you know obviously the high you want to be higher and stuff like this because it's a much better objective measure than you know the simple points per game or um you know win loss is better than this i suppose but um this really shows why you're winning or losing and so uh you know i i have nothing to complain about besides my continued complaints about how Wisconsin seemed to have the greatest game they'll ever play against us this year. But yeah, I've cried
0: myself to
1: sleep three times in the last week because of that. I do love it. Do love that. They beat Indiana by 20 though. Yeah. yeah, I I I hate the fact that we
0: like need to like, for the sake of a tournament resume, we like need to root for Wisconsin. Like there's at least something going against my pure hatred for them. Like I just like I just wanna carefree want them to lose. But now I kinda have to be like, well, it would hurt the resume if they we, we need,
2: take we the need, rest of the year. We need them to be adequate.
1: Correct. I don't know, man. I think we're gonna beat Grambling State, North Dakota State, and Central Arkansas. And so if Wisconsin if we lose if we like lost a early season road game like that, I honestly don't think you need to cheer for them to be anything like you need to cheer for them to not go four and 12 in the big 10. Yeah, right. I that, think that's that, fine. That's not enough games. Uh, you need Full. to cheer for them not to go four and 16 in the big right. 10. It's like uh, the
0: Joker can't really kill the Batman because like the Joker needs a purpose to be alive,
1: you know, yeah, That's, that's I'd, the metaphor. I'd, 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 be, for? I'd be fine in this analogy. I'd be fine killing the Batman. Although we would be Batman, so... Correct. The Joker.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to flip the scenario, but in The Dark Knight, Batman did kind of actually leave. That's anyway. true. All on. right, wow. We that have not was talked Sam, about that was Sam's DC for one second. Not I don't anymore. even
2: know anything about DC, man. It was all <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: All right, anyway, let's redirect. Uh, big win of the week, obviously, against Jacksonville. Uh, no. um, <laughs> nice. Shout out yeah. to
2: uh, Samir Torrance with the 258 offensive rating, which is in hilarious. that Axonville game. Yeah, is oh he better God. than Matt Held? I think that's the best individual rating I've seen ever for a Marquette player, but maybe I'm wrong. I, granted, the big part of it is that he made the only shot he took, which was a three pointer. He had four assists and zero turnovers. I mean, like, didn't he, didn't he have like six assists and zero turnovers against Kansas State? He had four assists and zero turnovers again against Kansas State.
1: Dude, yeah. What a what a week for okay, Sim- you know Simier, I, let's, Simier. Let's, let's get right. start with let's start with hashtag Sigh. Let's let's start there since that was probably I mean, okay, Jamal Kane was the real revelation of the Kansas State game, but uh I wouldn't say it's a real revelation Torrance.
0: because we do we at least had a little bit of a known quantity for Jamal Kane. Samir Torrance just kind of Appeared like it
1: was a little okay. bit of a revelation. That's fair. Let's start there then. Samir Torrens had played seventeen minutes in a meaningless game against Loyola that uh, Marquette won in the first five minutes. Um, then had played a total of sixteen minutes in the next one, two, three, four, five, six Marquette games that included through the game at. Uh, Through all the games in Orlando, and he basically only played in garbage time situations, with the exception of the Robert Morris game, where like basically Marcus deliberately played twenty minutes. Um, so Simir Torrance has not played any meaningful minutes at all. Um, he plays thirty. 30- minutes across the two games this week really gets the first definition of what i would call meaningful minutes um in the first half of the kansas state game um and i think there's a conversation to be had it doesn't need to be had yet in any sort of serious way that there is the potential for later this season for Saimir to be a better option at point guard uh, than Kobe mcEwen um now, I think a lot of that presupposes that Kobe will not get out of his uh slump, which he obviously probably will um, but I think that the the larger point surrounds Saimir's ability to take better care of the ball, distribute better um and offer more of a defensive um a better defensive option than Kobe has showed in a much larger sample size so far this season am i am I missing anything um, in my assessment and why uh, this is paint. touch just had a good thread about it. This is kind of the the next sort of market twitter um, undercurrent is let's play Samir Torrance more at Kobe mcEwen expense
2: i uh, I mean. Obviously, he had a great week um, on offense. Uh, There's still some questions about his defense, and I know that we have questions about Kobe's defense. But over the two games, uh, Samir had – just doing a quick glance here – I guess he had zero personal fouls against Kansas State, so that's really nice. But he did have four against Jacksonville, and I think even even though he didn't have a foul against Kansas State, um, there were definitely times where his defense was wanting – and he doesn't really have – I mean, obviously, Kobe's been in this multi-game long funk at this point. Um, and it's not at all encouraging. But uh, I just I, – I, I don't I, – I think he needs more minutes because clearly the offense works differently with him in there. I mean, he would look like the only person that besides Greg Elliott that knew how to make an entry pass into the post. Um, you know the paint touches thread that they did, where he immediately knows where that pa- that kickout pass is going before the shooters at the spot, um, and before he even receives the ball, um, was really good. So he's he's starting to show up as you know the best passer on this team, um, pretty quick. And you know if Kobe's going to wallow shooting the ball or scoring the ball and top it all off, I mean he also tallied four assists um, against Jacksonville. And Kobe tallied, I believe uh so he had two assists against Kansas State, you know Saimir had more assists to less turnovers um and he he gives us a different dimension that if one of our players can't break out of a funk, um we need to go to more often. It's just what it is, so um i I'm not here for him to take the uh the starting role yet, but
1: no, Kobe, definitely not yet. Yeah
2: if Kobe can't break this, I mean, you need to start reducing his minutes because you need somebody out there that's going to contribute on the offensive end.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think think, this is okay. No, I was just going to introduce Ben as the resident Kobe hater on the, on the pod um, before I kicked it to him. But yeah, Ben, I, I I would say that um, you have been sort of on team camp. Kobe is inefficient um, for the whole time. And I think that that's sort of a concern that we're, uh, we're seeing and is, and is sort of helping us, you know, lean in the Siamir direction in, in your mind, correct?
0: I've actually, I'd probably say that over the course of the year, even including this slump, I'm probably higher on Kobe than I was to start the year because I did see what he can provide to this team. I didn't think that that would necessarily be something that he could do going into the year. So I do think that, Kobe's going to get out of this funk in a similar way that, you know, Sakari and and we said, bench him at the beginning of the year. And here he is having a much better stretch. Um, But I do think that this is probably the best game, both for Kobe to get out of his funk, because again, these are going to be cakewalk opponents. He's going to be playing relatively stress-free minutes at the beginning. And it's also going to be a great opportunity for Torrance to, show his chops as someone who can lead this offense because honestly, he's not the, he's not going to light it up on the scoreboard in terms of shooting numbers, um, which you normally think is something that this team would need, but just the way he was able to move the ball around against an incredible Kansas state team. And he did it with a pretty good head on his shoulders. Like he could, make some noise here towards the end of the year and this is more in the realm of a fun cute observations department but uh his second highest uh similarity score on Ken Palm is our friend John Dawson from 2014 just a general side
1: I I was noticing while I was on uh, that we are we have officially re-entered uh similarity score season Yes, and, it's and it's a great time of year. Um, I they they seem super rough right now, um, yeah. But also, Marcus has a Jimmer one already, which is my favorite thing. Um,
0: Honestly, that's the, that should be the goal for him every year.
1: Just get a Jimmer Ken Palm comp. Yep. Yeah, don't don't worry I mean, about this. Is kind of the last
0: year that it can happen.
1: So, but still, yeah, true. Well, I mean, hey, you never know. No, I guess he doesn't want N- NBA Jimmer comps. Correct. Um uh unless unless he's talking his uh Shanghai Sharks numbers. Um mm. okay, Jamal Kane, uh that was probably the biggest story out of um out of uh Saturday's game. The uh, uh the absolute robbery of a Sports
2: Center top 10 putback dunk highlight that it should have been
1: yeah, well,
2: because both so my roommate and I were both watching it on our couch in our living room um, I yelled so loud that I scared his dog, and both of us went, "Where did he even come from?" Like that. Yeah, was I mean, he, was, he seemed. Pat, you okay, you're you're cutting in and out here, Pat. So, Pat, Pat, Pat Pat's hurt.
1: Pat died.
2: Pat, Pat died. Pat, your uh, your audio is really crap right now. Only
1: twelve feet in the air when he.
2: There he is, Pat. Yeah, your your audio is really crap right now, man.
1: Oh, that, I'm, like, doing things on my computer in the background.
2: Yeah, you should probably stop that.
1: Idiot. Is it, is it better now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been doing it kind of here and there. So this is, this instead of instead of uh, Tupperware gate, this is now cut-in-out gate.
1: Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Well, all now right. well thank you for... Have,
2: now I have to do something stupid in the background.
1: Thank you for alerting me, I suppose. Sorry, no. Yeah, I, my connection kind of sucks. Um. Better?
2: Yeah, for, you know, we'll let you know if it gets bad again.
1: Great. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jamal Cain. Uh, I, I what I was saying was he probably got about twelve feet in the air um, on that, that dunk. Uh, that was that's an exaggeration, um, but I do think he was the best player before, um, on uh, on Saturday. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. Um, and so. For him to ascend to that level after um, at least the coaching staff viewed him as borderline unplayable last year um, is really awesome and a testament to his um, persistence and growth as a player. Um, And I couldn't be more excited uh, for him because this team really needs someone to play the four. Um, And he's maybe not a traditional four. He's always going to be a little thin for that. Um, But the dude is making highlight reel plays, really effective, consistent plays, um, and, sh- you know, showing a diversity of uh, of scoring um, moves. And, you know, everything from corner three to, um, you know, creative moves in the lane. So, I mean, he's – and that, you know, massive putback dunk. So, I, I'm just so impressed and pleased with his play. And, obviously, the breakout was on Saturday.
0: Yeah, someone uh, near me in the stands uh, during that putback dunk just yelled out, "Where the hell did he come from?" It was just it was just great to see in person. Um, but what I tended to point out, uh, I think I pointed this out in the group chat. I was talking about it to my dad during uh, halftime was, uh, you know, Case State's offense or defense. Their strategy was essentially extend out to Marcus Howard, basically at the half court line which normally spells disaster for Marquette as they'll give up, you know, easy transition opportunities. But I thought Wojo made a fantastic game plan, which was utilize the baseline as much as possible. You saw Torrance kind of work in that area, Greg Elliott as well, but that's where Jamal Kane makes his money. And so if defense are going to do that more and more and Jamal Kane can get those easy corner threes and baseline drives, then I think that that's a really good sign for this offense. And so I'm just really hoping for some consistency out of him because, you know, a lot of these breakout games can just happen and then nothing else for the rest of the year.
2: I think um, I have a couple like general stats questions or fun things I want to talk about from the week still um, for both games, but um,
1: sure.
2: Well, but really quick on the Jamal Kane thing. Yeah. Um, And sort of, you know, he had the breakout performance, obviously, alongside Marcus having 19 on not his most efficient night. Um, you know, Sakar chipped in 13 as well. Um, we, we, this team really just needs, like, two of Sakar, Kobe, Brendan, Jamal, and Greg going off. Or having good scoring games alongside Marcus doing his thing to beat good teams.
1: Yep. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, I really agree with
2: that and god sam
1: universal (laughs) approval congratulations
2: (laughs) finally this never happens um but yeah one of the things that really sticks out to me is that we do have you know potentially if kobe breaks that funk and if you know samir or samir starts to you know find an offensive groove that's not just passing the ball um you know i think that there's really a lot of like, there's six potential guys that we need two to score from in any given night in addition to Marcus Howard. And, um, you know, maybe we want to put Theo John in there as well. I His offense has been very, very, very up and down during the course of the year. And, um, you know, Wojo's, or at least the past couple iterations of Wojo's teams have never had a dominant interior scorer. So, um, you know, that's not as necessary. Here, but um, if if it, it's very nice to see that we have guys that have the ability to do this against very good teams. Um, does it happen every night? Is the better question. But um, if we can get you know thirty-two points out of Sakar, or uh, I mean thirty points out of Sakar and Jamal, um, in addition to whatever Marcus is going to get, and then whatever the rest of the roster chips in, you know that's a formula to beat most teams most nights, and that that's super nice. I think I have a preliminary name for this. It is
0: a hashtag two other player watch. It's a
1: work in progress. It's that's actually very much. How about, not how how about in the market tradition two other players strong? I was just going to say the just hashtag the other guys. Oh, nice. Hashtag two yeah. other guys. But um, so
2: some things I want to point out from the week in general. Um, obviously, you have to talk about the quality of opponent. But Mark had ten steals against Jacksonville State, which this team doesn't do. Yeah, that's um, big. So we have, I mean, again, quality of opponent, quality of ball handler, um, quality of offensive scheme, what have you. Um, but it's nice to see a team that has struggled with steal numbers um, get ten total. Um, I would be shocked if that's not our highest um, in the season, and if it doesn't stay our highest, but. Maybe there's some progress being made there, although they only had four against Kansas State. Um, just some general uh, stuff from the Kansas State game as well. Uh, 13 team offensive rebounds for a 37.1% offensive rebounding rate. Um, we held Kansas State to 33% from two and 30% from three. So, again, the effective field goal defense was incredible. I do um, not have to eat a hat. Yeah, Ben doesn't have to eat the hat. Um, and then we had as a team um against kansas state 18 assists good for a 72% assist rate um so there you know we can talk about the 25% turnover rate we can talk about not getting steals we can talk about the fact that we only shot 35% from 2 but um there was a lot of positive numbers to take out of that kansas state performance even if it was kind of a a rock fight near the end i mean, so, I mean we kind of expected I just, kansas, that
0: going into the K state yeah, game. Like exactly. our
2: turnover rate on offense was
0: below what their average is on the season. So I I mean, obviously you don't want to see twenty five percent anywhere, but i consider that a general win, if not
1: push. Then correct me if I'm wrong. If Kansas State's steal percentage is fifteen percent, does that mean they have fifteen percent of their possession defense possessions and steals? Correct. It's that's insane. gross, man. Yeah, that's number one in the country, folks. Yeah. Um yeah. So this was always gonna be a rock fight. Um, and one of these one of the good teams in the Big Twelve that goes to the Octagon of Doom this year is going to get rock fought into a loss. Um and testament to Marquette that it's not them. Um
0: I guarantee it's gonna be Baylor. Guarantee it. They're gonna oh, be top fifteen all year, and then they're plan. gonna they're going to go into Manhattan and just for some reason, their offense is going to just throw a dud. Ben, how was the atmosphere? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I can kind of give a little bit of a perspective from the in person standpoint. Um, the student section was quite full, the rest of the stands were 80, 85% full ish. Um, the crowd was very, very, very mad at the refs. Um, they're even, and the refs were just horse shit. Like there were points when, uh, oh yeah. Casey got an offensive foul called on them when someone was driving to the basket from the baseline, the ref called like an arm bar or something like that. And they showed a replay. The arm just did not leave the guy's side and everyone was booing loudly. And I saw the replay and I was like, you know what? Screw it. That was a terrible call. And then I just started booing
2: along with them. Um, yeah it was kind of a recurring theme across marquette twitter as well i you know both alan Bukowski and i made comments about along lines of you know we'll take some of the calls we were getting but there was just a lot of bad calls both ways um that that officiating crew was terrible
0: yeah and and we still won by multiple possessions so i'm not saying that it even resulted in a close win or something like that but yeah that was the thing um I also pointed out along with some of the other people around me that the guy like mopping up the wet spots on the court was like super aggressive. I don't know if you guys were able to see that on TV, but there were some possessions where that guy was going up to like the half court line while a live possession was going on and he was just putting himself into harm's way at multiple points throughout the game. And he was going at it like after every single free throw attempt, it was a sight to behold truly. (laughs) That's the only kind of analysis you can get from the Anonymous eagle podcast, folks. And finally, yeah. the halftime show. Um, so I think that we kind of take for granted that uh, we went to school near a major airport where we can get a bevy of acts to come in and dazzle us during halftime. Um, that's not really the case in Manhattan. I think they kind of got to dip into the local pool of talents a little bit more than they like to. Um, but it was just electric at halftime. It was this huge Christian family. I'm sure they're all really homeschooled. They had like their, <laughs> I don't know, Toby well Mac as well as playing life. on in the background. And they were riding these unicycles that they probably could have touched the bottom of the big scoreboard in the center court. Like these unicycles were giant. And they were riding them um, and juggling balls and spinning balls and doing a lot of things with basketballs. It was truly dazzling. And they had like a little like five year old spinning as well and riding her little mini unicycle. Just
1: man, I mean that that's, that's <laughs> enthralling stuff.
0: <laughs> Can't beat fun at the old ballpark. Jesus. <laughs> oh, also uh, they were honoring Pearl Harbor um before the game and the pa announcer said in honor of the attack on pearl harbor 38 years ago which i found Uh, odd
2: that's uh that's not correct yeah it did not happen
1: it did not happen in 1981 (laughs) only about only about only off by about 65 (laughs) percent oh boy so
0: uh So I don't know if you guys expected me to give like these. Oh, also one more thing. Um, At the beginning of the second half on K-State's first offensive possession, you could see Kobe McEwen at halftime, like clapping his hands and looking right at Wojo, who you couldn't see it on TV probably. But Wojo was also clapping his hands. So Kobe and Wojo were just looking at each other, clapping their hands at each other. I don't. I don't know what that means.
1: Maybe it's like Love some it. coded
0: language. Maybe it was Morse code that I just couldn't really understand. Yeah, where, they were like,
1: clapping out. They were clapping out Morse code. Obviously,
0: I, 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 that's actually what I'm going to go with. But uh, the crowd was relatively silent during that time. Like people were still getting back from concessions, stuff like that. So it was just kind of odd to see like a game going on and two people clapping at each other with such intensity. So do we have? Any, I don't know. I don't know. Do
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say that was phenomenal, Ben. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you expect actual analysis. That That could only happen from being there in person, but that's what I came up with.
1: Weirdly, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Okay, Okay. you're welcome. Um, Do we have any negative things to say? I mean, I know we're obviously very positive about um, how Jamal and Saimir played. Um, Sakar Annam, I thought, in the first half. The decisiveness he was showing offensively was phenomenal and something he needs to try to continue to do. Um, because that's a game changer if he can get to the rim with that sort of authority and effectiveness. Um, but I don't know, I, like negative stuff. I mean, that three possession sequence that Theo John had was pretty bad, but that wasn't
2: yeah. great. There was that, I mean, just in general, um, you know, Kobe didn't play well at all. Uh, yeah. I Brendan, I mean, granted, it was due to how good of a game Jamal Kane was playing. But, well, you know. yeah,
1: I mean, I looked at the box score just now, and Jamal played 33 minutes and Brendan played seven, so literally directly related to how good right. Jamal was playing.
2: Right, But, I mean, like, there's
1: nothing negative
2: to say about Brendan. He just got into foul trouble early, um, which forced us to play Jamal, and, you know, Jamal stepped up when he was forced to play, which is nice. Right. Um, Brendan, you know, Brendan would have had 25 points. We can just go ahead and assume yeah, that Jamal cool. just Sounds happened good to score bad. two more points. Yeah.
1: He hit it. He did hit a rhythm three. I was like optimistic. I was like, all right, he's there. He's back. Let's go. And then he. My dad turned to me points. and
0: said, "That's your guy, isn't it?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, it is."
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, that's that's the only really, you know, like let's not get in foul trouble, Brendan. And then Kobe is still in the funk. And then the Theo John's offense wasn't very good. But um, and Ed didn't even turn the ball over. I can't even talk.
1: I can't even say bad things about it. Right. So it's nice yeah. that we.
2: We, we can rock, we can walk out of this with minimal bad things to say which
1: yeah. Is not, yeah the the,
2: oh, the,
0: little, just... the little run the like 16 to two run the case had at the beginning of the second half wasn't fantastic but right. they were also kind of shooting their pants off at that time which i mean I know, was gonna happens. say it's,
1: the game was in the octagon and they got hot and made a home run it was like not and we weathered it and it, it was fine. like it was yeah, we,
0: we never gave up the lead at any point so man. no
1: and never did you feel like Kansas State had truly taken control of the game. It was just like an abjectly difficult 10 minutes as you just sort of s- stared at the TV and hoped that uh, the refs didn't foul the entire team out before they like took back took back control.
0: Right. Oh, wait, I have one more in-person observation.
1: Sure. There was
0: a really old couple sitting in front of me, and for the entirety of the game, they were sitting down, silent. Like, it was very odd. This
1: And, like, didn't say anything?
0: Yeah, it was like a very stereotypical, like middle of the Midwest type of couple where their relationship is based entirely on how few words they can speak to each other. But uh, <laughs> when K State, uh, when Levi Stockard hit that uh, turnaround hook shot to get within one, they gave each other like the softest high five and just continued staring off into Love it. the court.
1: That's a, these, these are great, Ben. We need to send you on assignment more often. You You really do, honestly. Fly fly you fly you to uh all the Big East uh road games this year. Andy, YouTube. pay me. <laughs> uh okay. Quick break and then we will do some more general college basketball stuff on the other side. Okay. Um do we want to talk about Butler?
2: Well, I was gonna f- say, like I the next note I have for us to is just do like ten to fifteen minutes on the Big East in general. And yeah. Butler's the first page I have pulled up. Kinda um, feel like we should start with Butler.
1: Butler is kind of a big deal right now. They're uh Butler is good, folks. Like really 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 good. <laughs> yeah. I truly did not expect like,
0: that, honestly. Beat
1: the bleep out of Florida, man.
2: This is this is like this Butler team reminds me of like the really good Villanova teams of the past few years. There's wow. There's there's senior level scorers, um yeah. good shooters all around, dynamic big men like they have a good but not I mean their defense is currently 32nd in the country according to Ken Palm, but like they're they have a good but not like elite defense. Uh their offense is 12th in the country and they lead the country in non-steal turnover percentage, only turning it over not from a steal six point three percent of the time. Like mm. they That's take care they have a top 15 turnover percentage, you know, less than 16% of their possessions are turnovers. Um a top 25 effective field goal percentage, like, the only knock you have against them is that they're not getting a ton of free throw attempts. And that's, like, it. That, yeah. that, that's it.
1: Um, I think a big thing, obviously, you know, you can talk about how their roster has improved on the margins. But I think Kamar Baldwin's worst season of his career was last year. And he's now, like, taken, like, a significant step above where he was before that. Um, I, he was largely like, if you, if you track him, um, you know, ever since he started being their sort of ball dominant player, it was his sophomore year, his sophomore year was uh, an offensive rating of 104. Um, last year it would duck down to 102 and this year so far it's 113. So, I mean, it's like a legit jump for a guy that really, I mean, coming into the year, I was like, I don't think Kamar Baldwin's that good. He was, cause he really wasn't last year. And he kind of coasted on the fact that he was a good player on a program that had been better in the years before, and he was kind of their high-usage guy. And so just kind of in general, it was like, oh, yeah, Kamar Baldwin, of course. Like, he should be on every Big East team. And it's like, well, I don't think so. But, like, he's a legit dude this year. I mean, he's ninth in the Ken Palm Player of the Year um, standings, which to be on that, you have to be having an insanely good season or an insanely efficient season. And he is really standing out. I mean, to be the the guards on that list so far this year um, are Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, Cole Anthony, Devon Dotson, Peyton Pritchard, and Kamar Baldwin. So I mean, like those are like maybe like the five best guards in college basketball, and Kamar Baldwin. Like this is this guy is having a legit season, and then um, adding Golden and Enzi uh, to the mix has really. Taking them up a level. Um, right. I mean, that, they, that,
2: that, that, that combination of golden and Nancy, nobody saw coming as being an elite sweet. front court combination, but here we are.
1: Yeah. Well, when you replace one, Joey Brunk, um, bro-y junk, Broy junk, uh, with some actual, like high quality talent. It's a, it's a miracle. What happens?
2: Yeah. And I um, mean, like you also can't discount the fact that their rotation, I mean, Aaron Thompson really, is sort of like the complimentary guard. Um, He's got a top 100 assist rate, um, at 30% of, uh, at 30.8% is his assist rate, which is insane. Yeah. Um, he's drawing a ton of free throws. Um, you know, he's got a, he's very efficient from inside the arc and he's only one of eight from three, but he's only shot eight. So it's not really part of his game. Um, he's their defensive guy.
1: Um, McDermott shooting really well again this year, obviously Sean Sean McDermott
2: scoring like nobody, like everybody saw that coming. Um.
1: Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's 45% from three this year. I, last time I had looked, it was over 50. So hes And that's on 40 attempts, which is quite a bit for early season.
2: And then you have, I mean, like, a rotation of, like, Jordan Tucker, the Duke transfer. Yeah, I was going to say, Jordan Tucker played
1: um, yeah. for Duke. so yeah, you know and, he's,
2: and his first full season with them, I think he played after the semester break last year. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, you know, he, he's the first guy off the bench. Then you have Christian David. Uh, and Khalif battle um, sort of at the the garden wing, um, and then you have uh, Henry Badley. He's also getting a couple minutes here and there. Um, they don't really have true backup big men. Um, they do. They do have one that gets time, but um, nah. he's a six ten freshman that only gets ten percent of the minutes, so he's only playing like four minutes a game. Um, yeah. But you know you can play Jordan Tucker at a very small ball center because um, he's that athletic, and you can play a Christian David who's six, six at a power forward, because I mean, this is a, a Butler team that plays very small, but um, I yeah. mean, it's it's just the right combination of like guys having insane years and you know, that's a bunch of, you know, Sean McDermott and Kamar Baldwin are seniors, Jordan Tucker, Bryce Enzi, Aaron Thompson are all juniors. That's, that's a lot of senior level leadership.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's plus, key. Yeah. And I think Laval's a really good coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, we kind of questioned it last year, but it was his first year with them. Yep. Um, you know, he just he, – he wasn't amazing. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they played in the NIT and lost away at Nebraska. Um, is this football's
1: third year? Maybe I'm crazy. Let's see. I think it, it is. is. It is his third year. His fir- so his first year,
2: he made the NCAA tournament um, as a 10 seed. So – right but it was basically like what he
1: inherited from Holtman
2: well yeah well, it was it was Keelan Martin Kamar Baldwin Paul G. That's right. oh god
1: Keelan Martin don't even i can't even think about Keelan Martin without that was, like, yeah, that,
2: that was a massive inheritance from Chris Holtman so um
1: this Keelan is the first thing the killer
2: this is the first time it's really been his team um and guys have stepped up so that's a uh, i mean Butler's picked, what, eighth in the conference ahead of DePaul and St. John's? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's that's insane, and I hope Butler keeps up to this run. That They might be the best team in the conference.
1: I think they're the favorite. I mean, I know you can say, like, never don't pick Villanova because Villanova will always win the conference. But I think Butler is legit the favorite right now because I don't think anyone's super high on Villanova. Um I agree. And I think Seton Hall is a uh, extremely flawed dumpster fire waiting to happen that just lost their second best player. Right. With, uh, with for nobody ten weeks. to with,
2: yeah, with nobody to step up in the meantime, really.
1: Correct. And just now they'll just bounce Romaro Gill around in the paint and try to figure that out. And I don't like that at all for them. Um so and, and all, I don't and they're poorly
0: coached. It's worth very worth noting that uh in the time frame that Sandro will be out with his injury. Marquette will be playing on the road against Seton Hall, which yep. it, it it does kind of create the scenario like if they lose, then the committee can be like, oh, they lost this team that didn't have one of their starters on. But
1: oh, but I think
0: Seton it, it, Hall will it, it, still it, be
1: respected.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they're still I ranked right that, now. Ultimately, they are. They, lo- um, they lost, but right
1: to Iowa State. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah,
0: they did. Okay. But it increases Marquette's odds more than the risk of that narrative happening, sure. if that makes sense. Can yeah. we...
1: Again, I think every Marquette-Seton Hall game from now until the end of time will just be an absolute fist fistfight. Yeah, I hope so. With absolutely no considerations for how good either team is outside of that game. But anyway, continue.
2: I think one Can thing I... I want to make a note of before... I, ben, I don't know if you want to go away from Seton Hall or stay on Seton Hall. I, I was going to go away from Seton Hall, okay. so I can let you finish. So just, just really quick, so they lose Sandro, who is their second-best player. Um, their best win so far is Iowa State on a neutral, and then they turned around, and yeah, they lost in Hilton to Iowa State after losing Sandro. But then their next best win is a 102 Ken Palm St. Louis away. Like, there's – and then they have a Rutgers away this weekend, and next Thursday – What school? Rutger oh yeah um, sorry so, thank you I, I must have misheard right uh and then they turn around and get Maryland um at home next Ugh. Thursday like those are going to be two brutal team like games and Ken Palm I obviously the, can't take into account known injuries um
1: as of yet or or known rack attacks right
2: that, <laughs> this is like prime rack attack time too um <laughs> Shout out shout out to Young Rutger. Um hopefully attack season. Yeah. Uh, and then I mean I, especially without Sandro, I don't see a way that Seton Hall can beat Maryland. Um, you know, Maryland has been notoriously not consistent. Um, shout out I, to Illinois. Yeah, no kidding. That was uh, that was heartbreaking as a as an adjacent Illinois fan.
1: Um, uh, brief thirty second uh Sam's aline corner. And it was it was bad, and I wanted to
2: drink a lot because Illinois blew a huge lead and lost to Maryland. That's it. That that's the story.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. um, w- would you? Would I was trying to come up with an Underwood pun there, but I just couldn't do it. So anyway, continue.
2: No, that's, <laughs> but like, there's a chance that Seton Hall goes into like I think Seton Hall is going to lose to Maryland. Like,
1: I mean, yeah. I'll take. Quote, quote, quote I me I, that. I um, think that's I think that's a very very safe. At,
2: so so at best Seton Hall is going to go into the conference schedule so they get prairie view a&m um so at best they're gonna go into the conference schedule eight and four um and that is a that is a huge undershot for a team that had or has final four hopes
1: this year or you know a a deep deep run this year they hope to do well Um, again that was completely talent-based and without factoring in the fact that they're extremely poorly coached well there's
2: and there's a there's a vocal group of people online that are trying to very much defend Kevin Willard as a great coach because mm-hmm. of like well and so I want I I disagree with them I I think he's mediocre at best but mm-hmm. like he's like the best thing he's done is get like a uh, he won the Big East tournament that one year and that was what the, the heck and yeah the uh, Isaiah Whitehead, Kadeem Karen. Isaiah Whitehead,
0: Russell. yes. Yeah, like, were you
2: guys Angel Delgado, Ismael Sinogo year, Like, he's put together a lot of talent, but he's never really shown us that he's been able to make
1: a team really, really, really click yet.
2: This was supposed to be the team that clicked, but it was more so just how talented they were and not how good of a coach he was. You could maybe draw parallels to Wojo, um, with being a great recruiter and maybe not the greatest in-game coach, but I'm not going to compare the two um, right now. People may make that argument. It's just something interesting to think about. But let's go ahead to Ben's point, since we have a bunch of questions to get to. too.
0: Yeah, we are kind of nearing the 45-minute mark already, but I just want to quickly, quickly introduce. So normally, uh, when like for some of the things that I've rather boldly said, those things will normally go wrong just as the nature of them being bold um i take a lot of pride in at least for the time being being right that uh depaul isn't that good
1: i have That's... a lot of
2: people telling me that they actually are good um ben i i'm not sure if i agree with them or I'm, not
1: yet. i'm hearing depaul i don't know about I, you yeah i am there
2: were Deplall. they were the week
0: before being texas tech in an admittedly fantastic game Um, But just the week before that, they were down by 13 to Central Michigan, and then they followed up that huge Texas Tech win by just getting thwomped by Buffalo and a very depleted Buffalo team at that, who does not have any
2: of their starters from last year,
0: nor their their coach. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, Uh, like, I just, all I want to do is reserve judgment on DePaul, like, People were like, let's rank DePaul. Let's, like, they're really good. They're going back to the tournament. And I'm like, are they, like, let's, let's let's let them get through, like, the best team they're going to play. So they beat Iowa away, which is, that somehow happened. And Texas Tech is 29 in Ken Palm right now, but will not be there come conference time. In um, you know, I mean, they're playing 17. This is all Ken Palm ranking, so yell at me for being a stat boy, but 17 seat in Hall. Nineteen Villanova, thirteen Butler, twenty-three Marquette, twenty-seven Xavier. They have to play all of those teams at least twice. You know, that's the best teams they're going to see okay. all year, home and away. Like, I don't, I don't see how DePaul goes better than nine and nine in conference. And okay, probably- that's what I was going to ask. Like,
1: what what is DePaul's floor in the Big East? I would say their floor is six.
2: No, I would say their floor is. Oh, you mean wins? Yeah. Uh yeah, their floor is probably. I, I'll even give yeah, I'll give him six lanes. I was going to give him seven, but there was, um, there were some, so I was watching the DePaul game against Buffalo and there was some really questionable decision-making going on that just happened to result in made shots. So like there was one, it was really close to the end of the game and Jalen Coleman lands was dribbling to the top of the key. Didn't even get the two guys doubling him in the air, just kind of stepped through it, got a really sort of bad foul call. And made a dumb bank in long two point jump shot. Like, that's going to cost you more points than it's ever going to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just like, there were signs in that game that, like, uh, just to pull up some stats really quick, like, you know, Paul Reed was the MVP and Paul Reed's a freaking monster, but still only posted a 93 offensive rating. It's like, Raul Pied. Yeah, Ra- Raul um, <laughs> They <laughs> shot. They Paul shot thirty nine percent from the free throw line. Two big yikes. DePaul allowed thirty six percent, a thirty six percent offensive rebounding rate to a very not good Buffalo team. DePaul turned it over eighteen times. Um, like there was, you know, there is a lot of good in the DePaul defense. They got eleven blocks and eleven steals, which is insane. They only had eleven assists. Um, they only pulled down ten of their own offensive rebounds that free throw number is gross. I mean, and they averaged 0.85 points per possession. Like mm. you can't do that against Buffalo and then have uh, high expectations. I'm sorry, it's just not how that works. So, oh, also, um, I also
0: forgot about uh, their game against fairly dickinson in which they won it by 11, but the average margin of victory throughout that game was 1. That's right. bad. So, I just they, like they've
2: had they've had some stinkers. Like so I have a buddy of mine that is a DePaul alumnus and why it, 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 the, yeah. Twitter is a weird
1: place. Friends don't let friends have friends that went to DePaul.
2: <laughs> Twitter's a weird place, man. But um, we were talking about it afterwards and he asked me like, okay, if you had to like take a wild guess, does DePaul make the tournament or not? I think the only realistic way I can see DePaul doing that is in the first four. Like, yeah, this is a team that screams out like first four to me, which is fine. That's, Still technically making the tournament, and that's something DePaul hasn't done. God, what 16 years, something like that. Was it 2003 or 2005? I'm, I'm blanking, but um, you know, and it's not even a team that's made the NIT super recently. So if they can make a first four and maybe steal a game against you know, a, a like Saint Arizona bon- State or yeah, something. An Arizona State or a St. Bonaventure or like a like an on the cusp yeah. ACC team, like maybe. I don't know, uh Virginia Tech, you know, like you know, that that would be a pretty good year, but I don't I, see
1: I think the point is they don't absolutely suck for a change. Right. This is but and they this is aren't
2: good necessarily either. And this is a DePaul team I'm going to worry about because they play a game that is designed to annoy the living bejesus out of Marquette. I mean, they have a top ten steal rate, they have a top they have their second and uh block percentage. Um, they don't really, they defend both the three and the two. Well, um, they have a top 20 effective field goal percentage. I mean, that's a good defense. They have their offense hit or miss, but that's a really good defense they have. And Paul Reed is a monster. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's a, that's a game. That's going to scare me a lot more. Like don't lose to DePaul. is going to be a lot scarier of a proposition this year.
1: I, w- I would agree. Um, team i find interesting in the big east right now um is the literal ewing theory going wow. on yeah. at georgetown right now yeah um, with i honestly on, don't have a whole lot to say just wanted to make that ewing theory joke because it literally is ewing theory um <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's a good joke pat
1: james akinjo gone probably besides Omer yurt seven was their best player um and they have to top hundred Ken Palm Road wins um, in the time since that happened, which yeah, is, it's just wild. Yeah, shout it's weird. Uh, well, no, Mack not Klug shout out to them. Well. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, That's never, a, never a shout out a little
1: bit on that. Never shout out Georgetown. Also, especially don't shout out Georgetown now. Correct. Um, but Mac McClung direction. Mac, yeah, thank you, Ben. Mac McClung has uh 52 points in two games. So Mac McClung, um, it's Mac McClung season in Washington, D.C., and there's not a thing we can do about it except hopefully maybe put a bigger guard or a uh, bigger on-ball defender on him.
2: Matt, Mac, I quote me on this, that Mac McClan like, down the stretch, will cost Georgetown more games than he wins them.
1: Oh, I think um, so. I mean, he's that, yeah. violently out of control most of the time. Yeah, he's ridiculously out of
2: control, and he has, like, he thinks he has a Marcus Howard-level green light without being anywhere close to the shooter or scorer that Marcus Howard is,
1: so that's fun. He's got that O rating up, up in the up in the one twelves though. That's pretty solid for a guy. Yeah, that, I
2: mean, like he's been. canon as him. He's he's the only guard they have right now. I mean, like Javon Blair um, had a yeah. really good game against against SMU, um, and then they Terrell had a,
1: Allen is someone Terrell, that I've never heard of.
2: He's a grad transfer from
1: yeah. New Mexico Florida, Florida. State oh, Wait, no, never mind. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. Yeah.
2: I'm thinking he was on that team another. that...
1: Well, I cheated. I clicked on Ken Palm's, his Ken Palm page, so.
2: But, so your, I mean, your,
1: your guess was as good as my guess would have been. Georgetown
2: only really has one ugly loss. Um, I mean, they got blown out by Penn State with the Kenjo and LeBlanc available at home.
1: Yeah, that one was bad. Although Penn State is 24 in Ken Palm for some reason, that doesn't make sense. They have <laughs> uh, the Lamar Stevens effect, isn't it? Yep, it's the Lamar Stevens effect. Um but moving on, uh,
2: they they lost uh, in Madison Square Garden to Duke by only eight, which, you know, th- there was time, so they were making runs. But then they followed that up with a loss to, granted, a top 100 team um, in UNC Greensboro at home.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically what you're telling me is, regardless of whether they lost two of their starters um, a week ago, Marquette is still, still going to split with them.
2: I, I think Marquette <laughs> will go 2-0 against them. I don't want to, like, read down, like, Here's the full schedule. Um, I feel like even when they suck, we split with them. Yeah, I mean like there'll be a True tough out don't. there'll be a will be a tough out in DC, but um, I still think I we'll will too, be at so. that game. Look at hey. you. Yeah. Um I get By going the to way, two uh,
0: I was gonna say um I if I was thinking of Terrell Brown from New Mexico State, and I got okay. Terrell on. I, I just wanted to make sure that I'm not a complete idiot before not Terrell Brown, from Seattle University.
1: Incorrect.
2: I want to go questions. Terrell Brown Seattle. Let's you. do que- let's do questions, but let it be known. I, I've made it known multiple times on podcasts prior, but I'm definitely like friendship with Providence ended. Providence is very, very, very bad this year. May um, they rest in peace. Okay. Fre- Friendship with Providence ended. Friendship with Xavier. Hello. Um,
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: So, all right. What do we got? So, I have seven questions for us here. There's one I'm going to spend a lot of time on. So, let's not start. uh, Let's rapid rapid fire. Remember when we thought that we were going to go 45 minutes and we've already passed that point? Yeah. Oh, hush. Well, nine of it was, uh, we're like right at 45 minutes. Nine of this was us riffing before Pat got here on the Skype call. Um, Oh, yeah. You're right. Did
1: you get, um, did you get questions? I didn't even see you. Yeah, I it. have
2: se- I have 7 questions. Okay, uh,
1: rapid fire.
2: So, rapid fire before the last one.
1: Um okay. so the
2: cutest player on the team from Darien G30. Um who's uh, the best who's the best-looking dude on the team? Cutest, Marcus Howard. Yeah, 100% agreement.
0: Wait, uh are we best looking the is like question. A- Okay, yeah
1: uh hmm. if it's cutest it's marcus howard he's small and has funny
0: i I
2: kind of take that as like baby face so then i might go greg that's a okay i'll take that interpretation i'll take that interpretation um so anybody else moving on
1: cool yeah
2: um uh, past or present player who would do the best on the show survivor and this is from the mothership himself anonymous eagle jay crowder uh okay i take that i'm sticking to current players uh shout out walk on tommy or no scholarship player tommy gardner um he has a construction he's a construction engineering major he'd be really good at like the challenges and like building the shelter and stuff
1: Well he wow. is yeah
2: i looked that up today that's how it i was gonna say I
1: I, I, it sounded like this was part of your show prep that you yeah. that you bragged about
0: shout out college of engineering that and majors that are kind of close to civil engineering so yeah. Anyway, I,
1: I just would trust Jay Crowder in any scenario. I trust Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy would just Jimmy would get kicked off the show in the first week because he would be yelling at the other contestants.
2: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's probably a bad answer. All right, next one. Um, your the top five. Um, let's go no particular order. Who's going to finish top five in the Big East this year? And this comes from uh, I wrote it down.
1: Swaggy Mo thirty three. Uh, Like a top five bucket, just like a bucket of five.
2: Yeah, just like who are the
1: top five teams in the Big East this year? Um, Marquette, uh, Villanova, uh, Butler, Xavier, and Seton Hall.
2: Those are mine, exactly.
1: Yeah, I think those are right.
0: I forget what Pat said. Like, I really wasn't paying that much attention because I was pulling up. (laughs) Uh, the teams that are in the big east if you say the same um, damn five I'm gonna be so they worried. they probably are going to be um Butler Villanova Marquette uh, let's go creighton okay
1: no.
2: and Yukon uh, okay that's <laughs> <up. laughs> so All annoying right. okay uh, moving on uh, so number four from Zach of law trades uh the best and worst jelly for PB and js Oh, nope, nope, I'm like, a grape, that, that, that grape guy. That is, that is less than Nick 11. Zach of what Law Trades is the next one. My bad. Um, yeah, I'm a strawberry jelly fan, so that's yeah, the best. Me too. Um, but the worst is definitely the orange, yeah. I was oh, gonna yeah. say apricot, oh, yeah. yeah that. that,
0: of, anything yeah. that's everything that doesn't
1: have like a purple or red tinge yeah. to it, I, like, I just even, don't trust it. I wasn't even considering that because that's so, yeah, so well, yes, under, good underrated
2: answer. is cherry.
1: Shout, shout cherry out.
2: Guy. I'll say I like apricot, but not on PB&Js.
1: That's true. Well, I don't What is I it good for, then? General, but like, uh, just, yeah.
2: like, on normal toast, like without peanut butter yeah. or, like, baked. Oh, okay, I feel you. Yeah. Good point. Um, so, Zach of Law Trades did ask, um, we have to rank the bars on campus. Um, and he gave us the list of the bars he considers to be on campus.
1: Yeah, that'd be so curious. Caffrey's, two.
2: Caffrey's, Murphy's, Jim's Time Out, the Harp and Sham, and Conway's.
1: Jim's timeout is dead. I don't know what Connolly's is. Should I know what Connelly's Con- is? Conway's. Conway's. It's the
2: one across from Harp and Sham.
1: Oh, I never went there. Um, I went to Harp
2: and Sham once,
1: and it was kind of sad. Yeah, I, I think I went but, there once, too.
2: S- S- Sam, who notably works at a law firm now, went in there underage all the time. Oh. Nice. So, I have <laughs> I have 1A and 1B, CAFs and Murphs. Um, duh. Uh, you guys can debate the finer points of which one you like better. I, I hate Murphs. I... I really I, didn't enjoy it. I spent a lot of time at both because I worked at both. I was a bartender at both for multiple uh, years. I feel bad for your eardrums working at Murphy's. My God. It was, a, it was a fun time, and knowing the staff made it a lot more fun. Being on staff, even more fun than that.
1: So, um, uh, Caps for me, Murphs, whatever. The other three can fall into a ditch.
2: Fine.
0: Caps to- ca- for me is, uh, is probably at number one.
2: Yes, so I have. I have in no particular. Well, I have calves and Murphs, one A and one B. Then I have harp and sham. Um I went to Conway's once, never went back, and I've never been to Jim's timeout, and never plan on going.
1: I know people that went to JTOs. I don't think I ever went to JTOs. I yet. went to um,
2: JTOs and,
1: once, and it's and it. I don't think it exists anymore. Really? I think it's. Damn. I think it's been. I think it's been put Renefated
2: out of or something.
1: Yeah. Um. It's. It was a disaster, though, and shouldn't have even existed. So right.
2: Uh, so next rapid fire question. Um, yeah.
1: So, but the last two come
2: from Charlie Weber forty five, who has asked us questions before. So shout out to him. Um, yep. Who has been without looking? Who do you think has been the worst free throw shooter since Chase Johnson? At, so like, Chase Johnson is currently probably the worst free throw shooter. Free throw shooter Marquette has. Who was yeah. the wor- Who do you think was like the worst? Um. I have my money on Chris O'Toole. Like statistically, yeah, I don't know. He said without looking. So
1: okay. What? Well, but is he like? Is he asking us to guess who the statistical worst is, or just evaluate based on like qualitative measures? I
2: think I think you can take it however you want.
1: Um, um, I think
2: statistically, O'Toole
1: or uh, O'Toole would probably be the. Worst I would say just I've... just all things considered, Derek Wilson. Ooh, that's a good one too. Because he should. Because. It would be even more painful because he would be the guy that would have the ball late in the game because he was the best ball handler on, on his senior year team, which was also my senior year team. And he uh, would be fouled late in games and was about a 50-something percent free-throw shooter. So what about Dwight Burke? Burke? Remember him? Was, was Burke, Burke that bad? I only know about him uh, through, the, through TBT, which will make me seem like a youngin but
0: was it, is he even on the TBT team I, I just kind of like remember yeah. I don't know how I remember him actually like I can't even guess but I feel like I have a vivid memory of him just like clanking one that mm. I don't know that's my guess
2: that's probably not like a bad idea um, I'm trying to look through old stats yeah, right yeah, now yeah now I'm looking him up he was
0: like kind of like early or late aughts early tens I don't know how Uh, to
2: pronounce decades so his senior year he shot 52% from the free throw line on 67 attempts so not good
1: not good Um, Derek's senior year he was a (laughs) 47% free throw oh no (laughs) I won the game boys 34 <laughs> of 72 from the free. We post. hardly knew ye. Uh,
2: all right. So the last question also comes from Charlie, like I said. Um and the question he asked was um sort of a two parter um not what is causing our turnovers. I think we can sort of identify that at times. Um, but what's the main issue that's being caused by us turning the ball over? For example, uh, uh opposition fast break points, wasted chances, poor flow for the offense. He does ask, can to change enough to limit this issue? Um, I want to start with that second part. I think this team can change enough to limit this issue, but I have a really drawn-out answer if you want to let me go really quick. Well,
1: I don't I don't think they will change, is just my okay. thought, is because I think they're going to keep hammering the pick-and-rolls to get the ball, ta- ball handlers trapped in the paint that's causing a lot of the turnovers. So I don't think they're going to adjust out of that, because that's a heavy staple of Wojo. But I would be curious to hear your response.
2: So, um... Just, I told Ben sort of part of this um, before you joined the call. But the, the thing I want to bring up here is that uh, our turnovers, while, well, yeah, they are clearly you know, allowing for opposing opposition fast break points. And they are, you know, we're lighting one in four possessions on fire um, and saying, we don't care about this possession. We're going to get nothing from it. Um, and that does lead to poor offensive flow at times for the offense. I think all of those are very good points but I think the point I want to make about it is that it minimizes our strengths on both ends of the floor where when we, when we aren't turning the ball over, we're a very good and efficient offensive team in the half court. We're not really a heavy transition team. Um, we don't rely on transition. We work very well in the half court. Um, you know, we're shooting, we're a top 10, three point shooting team in the country. Um, and, uh, we're shooting 50.9% effective field goals. Um, you know so not only are you costing a very efficient team um in the half court offense possessions and therefore minimizing the amount of points you'll score in the offensive half um because we don't have transition as a super strength um you're also minimizing our best defensive asset which is our half court defense you know where a uh you know our we uh, I'm stumbling over it cuz I'm trying to find the stat here um We're a top 15 effective field goal percentage defense. Um, We're not turning our opponents over a lot, but that's fine. Um, We're probably giving up too too many free throws in the half court. But what you're doing is allowing opponents, when you turn the ball over, to get transition opportunities and not playing into the good shot blockers we have, the good perimeters defenders we have, and the overall good half court defense we have. So what you're really doing with turnovers, in addition to, yes, wasting chances and, you know, disrupting offensive flow um but you're really minimizing what we're good at on offense which is our half court execution and then you're also minimizing the defensive possessions we get where we're the most effective
1: um yeah i mean we have a really good shooting percentage defense and fast break chances have much much higher field goal percentage and so i think that's a really good point i mean that's kind of what it's doing is you know, if we were turning the ball over less, imagine how good our field goal percentage defense would be.
2: Right. And I think, too, uh, one more point I want to make. is that we're a top 25 tempo team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of possessions every game. If you have to run more of those possessions to get back on defense um, in transition, uh, you're leading to just more overall physical exertion for key players. And you're leading to a lot of dumb opportunities for us to get fouls in transition versus getting a foul call in the half court. Um, You know, you have guys like Brendan Jamal who can sprint back and get those blocks, but are risking that foul or people that are tying up the opponent when they do turn it over as the opponent's trying to collect the ball for the transition opportunity. So um, for a high tempo team, the last thing you want to do is minimize the strengths you have otherwise. (laughs) So uh, I think uh, with that being said, if, unless you guys have any other thoughts, uh, maybe we want to leave it on that.
1: That's good. Ben, any, any final thoughts, my friend?
2: I just want to say that I really appreciate you guys just in
0: general. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're good fellows.
1: I'm really glad I tossed it to you, man. That's exactly how we needed to end this. So uh, the, the,
0: the, This is a great pod. I, I, I think it pro- might have been our best work.
1: It was it was phenomenal. Um, we will be back at a date to be determined. Um, there's not going to be a lot of basketball to talk about for the next like. 10 it'll days. be a, it'll so, be an uh,
0: FMK heavy podcast.
1: Yeah, um, probably a pre Christmas pod, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it. We'll keep you guys updated. Check we'll do Twitter a gift th- exchange. Sam has a Y in his Twitter handle now because he's all fancy. Haha, ha, got it. Finally, after 10 years. Yeah, he got S Newbie 22. So follow that. Ben Snyder 94 and Patrick K. Leary. Unfortunately, See, S- the
0: original Ben Snyder is currently oh. being used, and the guy's a little bit
1: racist. It sucks. Oh. Not you, fortunately. Yeah,
2: luck. I, I am not racist.
1: But uh, and we can then- leave it on
2: that. Yeah, let's leave it on that until next time.
1: <laughs> until next time, Ben is not racist.